the toughest moment and like toughest decision making happened in Dharamshala in, in uh, Himalayas, the place where Dalai Lama lives. Mm-hmm. And I was there with my friends and one of them <laughs> tends to get sick like often from anything, you know, she has like somehow this aura around her when she get that's the girl who got sick actually when we were uh, on the plane before the, before the plane yeah. yeah the big question is how can a shy girl with social phobia become a strong woman with jaw-dropping confidence this podcast is here to give you the answer i spent the last four years learning from the best coaches to date join me and my guests as I learn, apply and share best confidence techniques for women. My name is Silvia Valashikova and you are listening to Confident Women Secrets. Hey friends, welcome. Today I want to introduce to you a dear friend of mine, Bashka Ilic. Bashka is a marketing consultant and content marketing manager. She works for NGOs, startups, solopreneurs and small to medium sized businesses. She is the go-to expert when it comes to digital marketing, including social media marketing, PPC, newsletter, CEO, and of course, her favorite, content marketing. You can find her expert articles on many Slovak and international sites, such as Lifehack or Lifehacker. But you can find this kind of information about her online. So today, I want to talk to her more personally about her travels to the USA, India, Serbia, about her marriage and about her passion for women's rights. I believe you will enjoy this personal conversation. However, I do apologize for the quality of the sound on my side. I hope it won't bother you you too much and won't ruin your joy from the interview. Now, let's get right into the conversation with Bashka. Hi, Bashka, and welcome. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Hi, Sylvia. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> we are both from Slovakia, not living far from each other. However, we met for the first time in the United States, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was summer 2011. We were both students at the university and we went for work and travel program to the U.S. where we met in one house in Ocean City, Maryland. We spent summer there, first summer in the United States, for both of us, I believe, and we shared our wins and struggles at work and in daily life. Feels like it was a century ago, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) So much changed since then. Yeah, at least for me, it feels like a different life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) completely agree. And for me, going to the U.S. was a no-brainer. I really wanted to go there. I remember back in 2011, it was really like a must-go. And it didn't require a lot of confidence or decision-making to plan everything and go. I just really wanted to go. However, when we had the struggle with housing and employment, and when I actually started to work and went to get my social security number and all these things, I felt so small, like little, little girl in a big world, if you can imagine. I really needed to gather up my confidence and be brave. And remind me, how was your summer 2011? What was tough? What was easy? And did it require any confidence on your side? 
Actually, everything was stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> already actually started you know, like back in Slovakia because I I just decided I want to go and because of that I kind of broke up with my boyfriend who didn't like mm-hmm. the idea that I'm going to leave him for four months and I believe it was one of the best ideas I ever had. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it paid off mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah like i i don't even i'm not even sure if i had enough cash to to buy flight ticket and and uh, pay for all the paperwork and everything um but somehow i got it going and things happened and i finally arrived to united states and uh, well yeah it started to be tough from the very very beginning i still remember when we were at the airport and waiting for our drivers who were not about to appear anytime soon and it was middle of the night and then we got to our place (laughs) which was completely locked and nobody was waiting for us there so we kind of opened the window and got in (laughs) so it was kind of crazy and then well then we figured out that the guy who was who was actually acting as an agency and was responsible for our employment and everything and who we paid for our employment uh, contract and and stuff he actually cheated on us so we got to the uh, to our employer, and uh, he told us, "Well, you're not employed here, you know. Like, I don't know about you uh, coming to this restaurant. I don't know that you are supposed to be here. Well, these papers which we were supposed to be signed, uh, uh, they are fake, you know. So it it was it was really crazy. And then I remember literally going from door to door, from restaurant to restaurant, from hotel to hotel and asking uh, people if they're hiring in, uh, yeah, I had much worse English than I have now. So <laughs> it, was, it was kind of tough. <laughs> I think everybody had uh, like worse English. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, it, it was, it was definitely not fun and it was very stressful because uh, money were running out, you know, like it's not so mm-hmm. cheap here. Also, our accommodation wasn't very cheap, so we had to find some job extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, just go home and, and give up. And even though my, some of my family members were calling me, okay, they want us to buy a ticket home or something. And just, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to be the person, you know, who's going to fail. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow it worked out. I got a um, cool job. Oh, yeah, now I'm calling it a cool job, but I was a housekeeper in a hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually liked that. I had awesome colleagues there. And, and actually, eventually I had to take on a couple of more jobs. And then it started to be really, really, really tough. Mm-hmm. But well, it, we had to do that. So we did it. And I mean... When I look back, I don't regret anything. I came home 15 kilograms heavier <laughs> <laughs> with a twisted ankle. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yes, I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was terrible. And, and it was the same day I was fighting with one of my employers who decided not to give us money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and me going to court, to civil court to complain and it was so much fun, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I believe like it was super tough and it made us much, much stronger. But I don't really think there was something easy that summer, like except traveling, but then there, I, then I twisted my ankle and yeah. And there was this hurricane also when we were evacuated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, so many memories. <laughs> yeah. But my story is yeah. very similar to yours. Because- <laughs> 
And we came to New York airport like in middle of night because our plane was late due to some storm or something. So we were like five hours late. And then we were waiting for a car to come pick us up. But nobody came and we were there like eight more hours at the airport waiting for somebody to pick us up. And then some car came, but it was supposed to pick up nine people. And it was a <clears throat> like a truck for nine people. And we were three more. So we were 12 in that pickup for nine, for seven hours drives to Ocean City. And then we came there totally exhausted after being awake, I don't know, for like 40 hours or something. And we had no house, we had no job. That was terrible. I can just, yeah, the situation was very similar. Yeah, and I mean, also when I was living, it, it was not that different, actually. Yeah, I mean, I was happy that I'm, I'm leaving, honestly. I was so <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was so excited about European food and everything because I mean there's there were so many other stories which you know which didn't really work out also in our New York stay I mean our hotel we mixed up the address we ended up in completely different address and we were trying to find the right one then we got there then they told us they don't have the room for us then we were trying to figure out the situation and we were sleeping in some gym like in some Catholic church <laughs> you know, mm. I mean, for three days, it was just insane. And when we got on the plane, which was supposed to go to Europe, it was <laughs> like we were sitting there for two hours watching an entire an entire movie because there was some storm over Canada and we couldn't take off. So you can imagine mm. in London when we had like li literally like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes at Heathrow Airport, which is like insanely huge. Mm. <laughs> you know like flights from completely different terminals so mm -hmm. yeah it's like from the beginning till the end it was <laughs> <laughs> an experience <laughs> yes a tough one <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely yeah but you didn't like decide to go back to the u.s after the first visit right you didn't did you want to come again or didn't you want to come again <laughs> wanted to that that was the plan you know even <laughs> though like everything happened and uh, yeah like i i wanted to come i i see i even left my bank account open there you know because i was sure next summer i'm coming i'm i just know the place i like the place uh -huh. figure it out differently but somehow i i decided to go to india instead so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how is india was it hard uh, or was it harder than the uh, United States <laughs> or was it like easy? Yeah, when now when I'm thinking about my past, I, I, I don't know if I was insane or crazy. <laughs> I wanted to hurt myself. No, I mean, I loved India. Like it's, it's, it's very, yeah, I don't know how to explain this, but it's also started very, very, very. Uh, so I was at this airport in, in uh, Budapest in Hungary, mm -hmm. uh, my parents' car broke <laughs> there, literally oh. on the place in front of the airport. Uh, it was my birthday, by the way, and I was supposed <laughs> to fly with my friend who has the, the birthday in the same day as I do. So we were mm -hmm. planning, oh, we're going to celebrate in the sky, we're going to drink wine and, and look forward to um, our adventures in India because like, we read so much about India. It was my dream. I didn't mind you know, all the mess and everything, but you mm -hmm. see, I was actually excited about everything there. 
and well she got sick <laughs> and she couldn't get her vaccine so she had to fight oh. and I was flying for the first time in my life all alone and it was not easy and I remember my first day there actually I got to the airport in Delhi at 4 a.m. I think and the taxi driver came for me and First, I saw, like, first, it was super hot there. Already, mm -hmm. it was June. I mean, no sane person go to India. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just no, no, no. Like, never do that to yourself. Go in some, like, milder months or something. <laughs> okay, good to know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was insanely hot. Uh, the smell was like, like a mixture of urine with curry. Oh. <laughs> I could you'll smell at that point but thankfully you can lose the the ability to smell after a few days mm -hmm. and you don't know like if you are sweaty or if you smell like you don't care you don't you don't smell it <laughs> and um so and he took me to my apartment and i don't know i i got my there's like this thing about cultural shock sometimes there are a few ways and this was my first wave there and uh I, I got to my room, I had this Indian roommate and she was super sweet and super nice. Her name was Shika and yeah, she was the best. And I started to cry like crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I imagined that I'm going to be there for next two months and I, I didn't want to be there, you know, and mm -hmm. then I somehow fell asleep and then she was so nice and she was telling me, okay, you're going with me, we are going to this Krishna temple, like everyone is going there to see Lord Krishna. There is, uh, there are a lot of foreigners there. Nobody's gonna look at you because I, I didn't like that everyone was literally staring at me because mm -hmm. we were not in tourist area. It was some neighborhood, and I'm super pale and mm -hmm. you know. So we went there. <laughs> yeah, people were also <laughs> like a lot of people were still staring at me. Mm -hmm. It felt scary, and also, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't afraid that somebody's gonna hurt me, but it didn't feel okay because I'm not used to that. And then also I couldn't cross the road because like I was scared. <laughs> she, she had to mm -hmm. hold my hand whole time, you know, and, and I was shaken, but then I kind of calmed down. And when I got to, to, my, to our apartment, there was this guy who was responsible for my accommodation and he just came and told me, we are moving you to different apartment. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was so happy with my roomie. She was awesome, super sweet to me and everything. Mm -hmm. And he just put me on this cycle rickshaw with all my luggage. Like, it was dark. I'm alone. Oh. <laughs> like, on some cycle rickshaw. I have no idea where the driver is taking me, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the second place. Actually, it was, like, much nicer place. And I had their awesome, amazing roommate. So everything turned out great. And I got used to India and, and Delhi and everything like very, very fast. And I, I mean, I loved it so much, but it was, oh, it was also tough at the times, mm -hmm. you know, like we were, we got cheated so many times, you know, like especially rickshaw drivers when they, like our first day, me and, and there was this American girl and yeah, they they just took us to a different place, you know, and they told us, like, pay more or we're not going to take you where you want to go, you know, and we have no oh. idea where we are. And we just also didn't have much cash anymore, you know, because uh -huh. we wanted to go to Western Union or something or exchange, exchange some money. So some people around actually collected a few rupees to, so the guy can take us there, you know. So, it, I mean, it was amazing that some people just like that helped us because we were totally, totally clueless, like, what we were doing. And... Um, 
well, then it became easier. I mean, I got used to Delhi and life there and, and you know, handling rickshaws, metros, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fine afterwards. I mean, it was really cool. But at some point, I really got tired of everything. Like, my stomach started to feel upset from, mm-hmm. from all that spicy food. Like, I love Indian food so much. And I would kill now for rice, chapati, and dal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I was like extremely tired of that and also we had some food poisonings and it's not fun i mean if you don't don't have didn't have deli belly you don't know what is diarrhea (laughs) what is suffering (laughs) so it was it was insane and doctors just tell you like that's it like you have european stomach that's a diagnosis you're you have european stomach here you have antibiotics here you have probiotics go so That was that was kind of crazy, but honestly, like the toughest moment and like toughest decision making happened in Dharamshala in in uh, Himalayas, the place where Dalai Lama lives. Mm-hmm. And I was there with my friends, and one of them <laughs> tends to get sick like often from anything, you know. She has like somehow this aura around her when she get that's the girl who got sick actually when we were uh, on the plane before the, before the plane yeah, yeah. so also camel fell on her like she she had such a bad luck then in oh in, my god we were there. so why did she travel to india and then <laughs> well, we didn't <laughs> she was optimistic i mean <laughs> we had also great time you know but yeah actually like our plan when we were still in Delhi and we finished our internship, we planned to go to Manali in Himalayas, then to go to Dharamshala. Mm-hmm. Then after those two weeks there, come back to Delhi and take train to Varanasi, go to Darjeeling, and then fly back to Delhi and fly home. So that was the plan. We had all tickets, everything was booked. Actually, original plan was to go to Nepal or something, but we got cheated by some guy at train station, some policeman. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so many people got involved in cheating mm-hmm. on us. That, yeah, and we figured it out also in Dharamshala from some woman who told us like, oh, that's normal here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but whatever, this was the main plan. But because she got already sick in Delhi, uh, we didn't make it to Manali and we decided to go to straight, straight to Dharamshala. Mm-hmm. So we, we got there and she was already fine. Everything was cool. We were actually walking some uh, some peak there, like nine kilometers. It was like really, <laughs> I mean, nine kilometers doesn't sound so bad, but if you are going still up, 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 you know, and there's, mm-hmm. you're still going up. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. exhausting. Yeah. And, and the funny thing, we got up there and we were supposed to see these beautiful mountains and instead there was fog everywhere you know oh <laughs> poor girls <laughs> it was so funny like we were then like googling like how it was you know supposed to look like should uh-huh. we chop it to our picture because <laughs> we were <laughs> so funny and and then we got down and the next day i woke up in the middle of the night because she fell in the in the bathroom I found her like lying down on the bathroom. Oh, jeez. and everything. And the next day we were asking like our landlords because we were in some, some guest house. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's like ambulance who we can call. Like I have to take her to hospital. And, and they were like, oh, no ambulance here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, 
they were so like they were trying to be so helpful they were make, making her rice some special herbal tea like you know they were really really trying and but they told her also you know here in india <laughs> nobody cares you die <laughs> you oh die you don't have your family here oh, really? oh. <laughs> she kind of freaked out but they, they were so sweet and they called us a cab so he uh, the cab took us to nearest hospital it's like a really small tibetan hospital and um yeah like it was so different from other european hospitals of course mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh they immediately took her tests for blood for stool for everything you know and they immediately knew which bacteria so she got actually bacteria which was attacking her liver and um, well if untreated she could die or something you know like really? collapse or something yeah. it was like, so she could really die then well yes <laughs> but thankfully they gave us some antibiotics and also her mom in slovakia was calling all the doctors who are like uh, in tropical diseases mm-hmm. and they were all like oh my god here she would be at least two weeks in hospital you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was in our guest house and eating those antibiotics and I was trying to fetch her some food but then you, you're telling those people in restaurants like no spice no salt no black pepper and of course even that baked, uh, baked cooked potato you know boiled potato comes mm-hmm. with salt or, or you see black pepper on it you know so oh my god that's horrible yeah, so she was not really eating her diet as she was supposed mm-hmm. to, but she got better. I mean, she lost so much weight there, mm-hmm. but also when she returned, she, she was much better. So thankfully, we survived, but then we we did, we did couldn't go anywhere else, like no Varanasi, no Darjeeling, no, no, no nothing, you know? No more trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to make the decision, and you know, like it was <laughs> the most important thing was actually to keep her alive, even though she was like, no, you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> care of myself like how you can take care of yourself and mm-hmm. the other thing was that i was a little bit afraid that uh, i might have the same bacteria which didn't manifest yet because we were mm-hmm. literally from the same sources drinking from the same sources you know and if we got it in the same time we couldn't help each other you know so mm-hmm. but thankfully i could uh, i was able to take care of her and 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 she's happy healthy and everything now but then it was like like really really hard and then i mean there were all these me too moments <laughs> so, all my me too moments come from india <laughs> so, so that was not really easy to handle um but still i would love to go back totally i love that country i love the food i love everything about that culture it's just now i would i would take it from like completely different angle because now it's more about nostalgia and mm-hmm. i wouldn't of stuff i was scared for the first time because like i've never experienced like something like that like mm-hmm. i think that you should when you go to asia you should start with some <laughs> easier countries <laughs> not <laughs> india right away <laughs> yeah, like, you should go to bali first probably yes <laughs> something <laughs> like that but honestly like i was a few years later in bangladesh and and i i i got there and i was just so happy you know and it was all that it was so absurd also like those moments you're not used to in your country mm-hmm. but i loved it so much i felt like oh my god i feel like i'm like home you know that was kind of weird feeling so mm-hmm. that's fun and what about those me too moments what were they about oh my god <laughs> actually like some of them happened because we were kind of 
and we were kind of stupid, you know, also. I mean, there were like some men think that you are European or you are like white or, or something and they can do whatever they want. And actually that first day out, it didn't happen to me. It happened to this American girl who had, I think that she has some Vietnamese descent or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, like there was some guy who just grabbed her like poop, you know, we were just walking literally. And that was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, you know? And also then it, it happened a few times, like when we were trying sari, you know, like I'm trying sari and I see like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like his hands shouldn't go there. But and in my head, I'm like all, already justifying thinking like, yeah, well, but probably they're like putting it on people like this, you know? And then mm-hmm. I message my friend, like she's coming to me. She's like, how did he put the sari on you? I'm telling her. She's like, yeah, like he did it to me too. I was like, okay, then it's like this. And then we see some woman putting sari on our friend and we, like, we are like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. how you put sari, you know? So those are just like those moments when you are stupid because you don't know. Mm-hmm. Unexperienced. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's better. But then we were stupid. Also, once we were in some <laughs> Jain temple, and there was this guy who probably was pretending that he's a priest, and and yeah, I, I was like listening to him. So this was actually the first time I heard about Jainism, you know. And I was asking him all these like millions of questions, and um, it was. <laughs> And then I'd ask him, like, <laughs> stupid stuff, like, okay, but can you tell, like, which chakra is working and which is not? And he was like, of course, you know. So how do we do that? And so <laughs> each of us, and there were, like, I don't know how many of us, and all mm-hmm. of us were kind of dumb. We, we just got there and we lied down on some, like, like table or something. But he didn't really touch us, but he put his hands on us, you know. But it was mm-hmm. not, like, weird. We didn't feel weird. And then, of course, all of us, all women had the same chakra blocked, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then he was like, and then he told us some stories, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, yeah, and by the way, you can come again. Like, we can, we can meditate here with my brothers. Like, all <laughs> of your chakras. We're going to in the mountain. We're going to meditate there. And it's like, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> course i gave him my phone number my email address you yeah, were so coming back <laughs> we're so happy oh my god we're so coming back and then we were to our roommates who are actually from india you know uh-huh. they're like okay like no priest in india can even touch you with his finger you know like no no priest there's no chakra checking like it was like mm-hmm. This was like some tourist guide, you know, and we were like, oh my God, we are so dumb. And um, well, once more, it also happened something. It was in Delhi. It's, it was in the park uh, behind um, Lotus Temple. And we actually mm-hmm. lived on the other side of that park. And me and this, my friend from Slovakia, we decided that we are going to have a picnic <laughs> there. Like we're going to go there to the park. We're going to sit down. We're going to read our book about India. And uh-huh. we're and our travels, we're gonna eat bananas, uh, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so excited about the idea. I knew the park was literally like uh, you know close by, so we went to the park. And as we were walking, we we're noticing there are just men in the park like from little boys to uh, like, like adults, you know, adult men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
walking there. I'm like wondering, of course, everyone is looking at us. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I bet we were already used to that, that everyone is staring at us or whatever. Then I'm like feeling like, oh my God, there is like a bunch of dogs behind us you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think they're following us and my friend was like no they cannot and suddenly one jumped on my back because because um, they wanted to they were probably hungry and they saw we have bananas in our hands you know oh, so, so I would be so scared <laughs> yeah actually I'm, I'm usually not afraid of dogs not even stray dogs like I'm usually touching them and stuff mm-hmm. like I started to scream because I, I, it was a shock that suddenly I have a dog mm-hmm. on my back. So now, like, even those few guys or boys who didn't stare at us, started to stare at us. <laughs> <laughs> there's some boy came, like, with some hole because they were playing cricket or whatever they are playing there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and um, so the dogs left, you know? And still, we see now everyone is staring at us. No boy, they are not playing cricket anymore. <laughs> like, everyone's staring at us. They're like, okay, we're gonna ignore this. Like, we're gonna sit down here under this, uh, under this, um, trees. Yeah, and we, we, we just got down. We, we took our bananas, we were eating bananas, opened our book, and, um, and we were planning, you know, everything what we planned. Suddenly, there are like a few boys are coming, we are like smiling at them. And then there are like more of them and more of them. Suddenly we have 30 men around us, like from little boy to adult men. And now we see like some guy, some like men around 40 going in his suit from work. We're thinking he's going to tell them something. You know, he's going to tell them, leave them alone. This is, you know, something. (laughs) He joined them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what to do because they were literally just standing and staring at us, you know. And we started to laugh so much. Because we didn't know, like, it was so absurd. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah, I told her, like, let's go out. Let's get up. We're living from here. Like, this is, this is very weird. So we got up and we started to go. We started to walk. And behind us, there was a group of these small boys, you know. And they were still running around us. But, like, whatever, we are leaving. And then we got, we were almost, almost at the end of the park, you know, at the gate. We were about to leave. Mm-hmm. One of those small boys, like, touched my butt, you know. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to give you a lecture. You cannot behave like this to a woman, you know. So I started, I, I turned and I started to scream on those kids. And I was trying, to, I would, you know, slap them. Mm-hmm. And then I turned and I saw some boy around 18 holding my friend in his arms <laughs> and telling her, you want to kiss me? You want to kiss me? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And she was frozen, you know, because like uh-huh. when something like this happened, you it's just in shock, you know, like her just frozen, you know, and I'm just looking, yeah, and somehow I'm also frozen when something's happening to me, but if it's happening to my friend, like I'm not gonna stay there, you know. So I mm-hmm. grabbed her and I started to scream at him how I'm calling police, you know, and then he ran away. So and we thought this is a funny story, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were telling it to my, in, my Indian roommates and one of them started to scream at us if we are normal, if we understand <laughs> what could happen to us, you know, we, we, we cannot go alone to park and think we're going to do their picnic like we do in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really like, I, and it was not so easy. I, I had a friend in Czech Republic who was like Indian guy and I was calling him, we were chatting on Facebook or something and I told him, what happened and he was so shocked and scared that he contacted his 
family in Delhi, his best friend in Delhi, who called me on my phone, you know, <laughs> asked me if I'm okay, if I need some assistance, you know, I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Uh-huh. And, and then there were like many, many other stories, which were like, fortunately, none of them was like super bad. None of them ended in a bad way. But mm-hmm. a lot of them were like, because we were, we were also like, you know, we, we didn't, yeah, I don't know, we, we didn't, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to say it, you know, like, oh, we were not experienced basically in that, in that culture or, or something, we didn't know that, like, these people are not supposed to do this, that this is something maybe what we wouldn't even, like, think, like, mm-hmm. nothing about it in Europe, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, but here's, like, it's, it's, it has completely different uh, story behind it, so it's it was kind of weird. Yeah, I, yeah some other mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe it is. It was even hard to distinguish what is like dangerous and what is not. What is quite normal, you know? Like yeah, yeah. I think the chakra checking was a little <laughs> weird, but, but I mean, if we came back to meditate with him and his brothers with alligators somewhere in the mountains, it could be dangerous. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because of alligators, so... <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable how different can it be. Like, I wouldn't expect so many different situations happening to me or, like, something like that. I would... I don't know. I wouldn't expect it. But, yeah. Probably you learn when you get there. You just learn and then you know. And then you, you can go back and you know better. <laughs> you know what to do. Exactly, you know, like, yeah, and I think it makes you more stronger or like better equipped for the next time the situation like comes there, it comes mm-hmm. up you know, because like this was shocking to me in a way, like some things I didn't expect to happen. I didn't know like, am I rude? Or also this thing like back then it was, uh, it was 2012, so uh, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. People are not really taking selfies that much there, but they like to take pictures of you. So mm-hmm. we were sit like wherever we were, like no matter the monument, there was also always a group of guys who wanted to take pictures with us, you know. Mm-hmm. And we were like this nice, like okay, no, and we were saying no with smile, and they were like just la- last one, last one, you know. And suddenly, like you have like again like so many people around you, usually men, mm-hmm. who wants to take pictures with you and you're standing there for 30 minutes taking pictures with like random people you don't even know you don't know what they're gonna do with those pictures you're just so polite because like what if they're gonna feel bad if i tell them no you know and this is such Mm -hmm. bullshit because i mean Mm -hmm. you feel so drained i felt so drained of energy i mean after one photo session in front of Lotus Temple. We just wanted to sit on a bench because we were tired and it was like 45 degrees in freaking shade there, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we really needed to sit down for a while and they were like, just the last one, just the last one, you know. And it was, I mean, I got to the point when I started to be mean, you know. I was just mm-hmm. like, not mean, normal. I told them no, but without a smile and like super confident no, like there is no way in hell we're going to take the picture. Then like people let me alone and and then i didn't feel how they feel because like you know this is not okay like it's, it's really not okay and th- this was not just the uh, one thing about photos but also about like for example imagine you are in front of india gate and there are these girls 
who are like making henna tattoos, you know, mm-hmm. start drawing at you without asking you or something. Mm-hmm. And then they ask you for money, like for service you didn't ask, but they were walking and they started drawing at you and you couldn't get them out, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like really uncomfortable situation because like you don't want that and of course you don't want to pay for something you didn't want but then started the scene you know they always create create a scene and there's suddenly a lot of people around watching the scene how you a tourist there to actually have a fight you know about something and and that just doesn't feel okay or also this uh, some i don't know if necklaces or some kind of stuff like this wristbands mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. my friends they were so nice like no thank you and they were putting the wristbands in their hands <laughs> and asking for money and, and they didn't know how to return it and and like then i got there and actually like nobody wanted to sell me anything because i really became that bitch and <laughs> i i'm not really proud of that but sometimes like yeah, that's one thing I learned in India, actually, to say no, you know, <laughs> and to say no in a way that everyone understands it's a no, mm-hmm. because sometimes we are so concerned about the feelings of others, like, that we want them to be, we just don't want them to feel bad, so instead, mm-hmm. feel bad, you know, you know, because yeah. better to feel bad. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting a feeling of, like, there's a complete cultural, like, clash or something like that, it's, we here in Eastern Europe, we are taught, especially the girls, that we should be nice and polite and smiling and be, I don't know, helpful and stuff like that. And when you, when a girl like this goes to India, it's so hard for her to say no or to just, I don't know, refuse something or, you know, stuff like that. Because we are so taught to do something else, like to really be nice. Uh, exactly. I mean, you know, I wasn't there for a vacation. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. also not such a long time, but uh, it, it's different still than being on a short vacation or something. And I know so many people who were there and they lived in their spiritual little cloud, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And but. I mean, I love it there as well, but, and I really respect everything there. And I mean, I'm happy to spend my money there and, and stuff. I mean, I understand that, but yeah, you, yeah. you are completely mm-hmm. right. Like it's, uh, you can feel used, you know, like you mm-hmm. can feel really used. And recently, it just reminded me, I read an article, like, I don't know where exactly it was published, but it was a girl who was hitchhiking in Iran mm-hmm. because she didn't want to offend the guy was kidnapping her <laughs> she let him kidnap her you know like she, felt, oh she already knew that he's taking her somewhere else and he was like you are going to my place you can sleep there and she didn't want to but because she didn't want him to feel bad she, he, she let herself to be kidnapped he took her there locked her in some room you know mm-hmm. and then like she was still standing there staying in the room and and was thinking should i leave should i i, I run away through the window or shouldn't I, because maybe he didn't mean it like this, you know? And mm-hmm. it was an article about the fact that she was so afraid how he is going to feel the guy who fucking kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. So, thankfully, mm-hmm. nothing like that happened ever to me, but yeah, that's, that's the thing of being a nice girl. And what was uh, all this attention doing to your confidence? Uh, I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really support my confidence. I didn't feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. 
I, 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 ju I just hated that because the thing is, like, when you are whatever, it doesn't matter in which European city you are, like, whether it's Western, Eastern Europe, it doesn't matter. Like, the streets, you, you can be sometimes completely alone on the street, you know, like, you mm -hmm. can be alone, and it's, like, not happening there. There's, like, everywhere are people, you know, so you cannot really, especially if you are introvert or some, some, something like that, you cannot really find your place and be alone for, a, like, a little moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and it's... And I felt like an animal in the zoo sometimes. Like we were in some other park, but this was in somewhere in the like very city center, and there was some monument or something. We were just sitting there on the grass, and we saw like people around, just like especially men, just sit down to stare at us. You know, they're walking mm -hmm. <laughs> to sit down and stare at us, and I really felt like like an animal in the zoo. So it didn't really mm -hmm. help. And yeah, it's <laughs> it's terrible. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry for all the celebrities now <laughs> who have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, and what did you do when you came back from India? How long, uh, how much time did you spend there? Like, it was a month or two months? Two months. Two months, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. mostly in Delhi, and, and we were traveling a bit in, in northern India, through Rajasthan, Himachal Pradesh, and mm -hmm. the, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so you had like a vacation, but you also saw the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there actually for internship, and we were supposed to teach kids about HIV and AIDS. Mm -hmm. Like people really don't know about it, and it's just spreading so easily when you don't know mm -hmm. what it is, and and if you are sick or you know, it's 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 very sad. Mm -hmm. First. How yeah. comes you went to India to teach about um, this illness? Well, actually, I went for internship because I was part of this student organization called ISEC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were sending people for internships, and I was like, I want to go for internship, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want to go to India. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it was my life dream to go there. You know, it was for some reason for many many years. It was like one of the countries I knew. I, like India is on the top of my list. I want to go there. I I feel like I need to go there, you know, for some reason. And and yeah, I made it. You know, I made it there somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there I spent actually all the money I brought back from America. <laughs> Was it worth it? Definitely. Yeah, I actually mm -hmm. got home and I had on my account maybe forty euros leftover <laughs> <laughs> money, and it was funny because. I was I, I didn't really shop there much because I didn't even go there with much money, you know. Mm -hmm. And I expected even to be even more cheaper than it was. Uh, so, but I bought there so many books, and I, I got really inspired by Tibetan Buddhists in in Dharamshala and their stories because we were like working with them a bit, like volunteering, teaching them English. Mm -hmm. So it was like really nice, and I, I bought so many books and. And a little statue of Buddha, some, some, you know, some, some stuff like that. <laughs> and I remember I had to all my clothes in India because <laughs> I wouldn't have a space for all these new, new things and books I was bringing home. So it was funny when I got back home and, and I was taking a, out stuff from my backpack and I was showing it to everyone, you know, and then my father asked me like, okay, and where are your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but they didn't bring much of them, and they were in the best state of anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so he came back with a lot of books and statues of Buddha and no clothes and no money to buy clothes. Yes, but I still had some at least at home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> In our conversation with Bashka, we touched many topics and talked for quite some time. So I decided to split it into two episodes, come back for the rest of her travel adventures and more from her life next week. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, make sure to review it in your podcast app. I hope to see you next week so we can continue to learn, grow and build our confidence together. Bye for now.